From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for May 27th, 2009 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi, Teresa Eccles, and Walter Eccles are back in the peanut gallery this week. In this week's show, we'll talk about our experiences on the podcast cruise a few weeks ago, which feels like it's been months since we got off the ship. It's rained since we got off the it, ship. It's been, it's been <laughs> biblical since we got off the ship. Uh, we'll also have details about our next podcast cruise and some other other events that we have planned uh, for the upcoming year. Diz special correspondent Dave Parfit has his interview with Star Wars Peter Mayhew, the man who played Chewbacca in the first three Star Wars films. And Kathy Whirling reports on this year's Star Wars weekends. All that plus roundtable rapid fire and this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am completely out of practice doing this show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, welcome to the show, everybody. I first want to apologize for not having a show up last week. Um, had some uh, drama with uh, all the, the rain we were getting. I was having uh, issues with the house that just precluded me from being able to do the show. So uh, I do apologize for that. And I think everybody kind of needed a break after the podcast cruise anyway. So I think it worked out uh, well. But we are refreshed and relaxed and back. Um, I missed. I missed doing the show. Really? We haven't done an email show in a couple weeks? We haven't? You know. We're slackers. <laughs> so, um, all right. A couple things that I want to uh, just talk about in housekeeping first. Uh, I mentioned on the podcast cruise that we are we're putting together a backstage tour in California. Uh, I do have some details on that. Uh, the date will be June 20th. It's a Saturday uh, at Disneyland, 9 a.m., and the price will be $129 per person for a three-and-a-half-hour behind-the-scenes tour at Disneyland. Now, this is being done by the Disney Institute. And the general, uh, the general idea behind this tour, and that's Ferris that everybody hears in the background making all that noise. Um, the general idea behind this tour, uh, Disney Institute does everything on leadership and, you know, all that good stuff. Um, so there's kind of an overarching theme here about how they've used different leadership strategies to, you know, make some things happen at the, uh, uh, in the Magic King or in Disneyland Park. So, you know, we're going to get to go uh, behind the scenes and actually talk to a lot of the people that uh, run different areas. We're going to get to go see where the monorails and the trains live and uh, talk to the people who are responsible for that, talk to people responsible for different areas of uh, of the park, something that has not been done before, like I said on the, on the show, uh, on the cruise, that uh, this is the first time in 54 years they're doing this. And I don't care who you are, uh, I think that there are things that anybody, regardless of what kind of work you do, I think there are things everybody can take from uh, you know, the stuff the Disney Institute does. So we're really excited about doing this. Uh, Teresa and Walter and myself and my mom and Max... Max the child, not Max the dog. <laughs> uh, we'll all be there for that, and I'm sure we'll get together and do something after the tour. So uh, we have room for 40 people on this tour. Actually, no, we have room for 35 people because five of us are already going to be there. So we have 35 slots open, $129 each. 
Disney Institute has not yet gotten me the booking engine for this. Uh, as soon as that is released, we will put that up uh, on the site, on the show notes page, on the podcast forums at disboards.com. So be sure to check back um, with that uh, in the coming. I'm hoping within the next week we'll have it. I was really hoping I would have had it by now. But, um, you know, it's like anything else. Sometimes these things take a while. So uh, now the other thing that we announced on the podcast cruise which um, I apologize uh, to some of you if you have not been reading the boards, was the uh, California Adventures by Disney Backstage Magic Tour set for April of next year, of 2010. April 13th. April 13th through the 19th, I think it is. Or the 18th, whatever. Um, (laughs) Six days, five nights. Right. Um, We keep forgetting. you got to count that first day. Okay. Well, anyway... Uh, we did release uh, the bookings for that, and we only have how many slots left? Seven. You can speak into the microphone. We don't have to do such charades. <laughs> Kevin Kevin shy. Up seven, Kevin, seven fingers. Seven fingers? <laughs> so I've you, always been afraid to speak. Yes, yes, I know. You're so you're so shy behind the microphone. I'm dainty. Um, so we have seven slots open on this on this tour, which I imagine. Um, since we didn't even get to announce it uh, on the show, the, officially announce it on the show before we opened it up, I'm imagining that's going to fill pretty quickly. Uh, if there is interest beyond, because we're, we're limited to 40 people on this, um, so we only had 36 slots to sell, uh, four of them, of course, taken up with Walter and I and John and Kevin. And uh, i got to tell you, I'm really looking forward to that. That looks like it's going to be unbelievable. You guys can go, when you go to the site and check it out, um, Corey put up a uh, description of the whole tour of based on this year's tour, and next year's tour is going to be the same, and it talks about... Well, next year's gonna, tour is going to be the same with one edition. Oh, I didn't get there yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's a lot of really cool stuff. There's going to be a behind-the-scenes at Jimmy Kimmel Live. There's a, a trip to Imagineering. Tell them about the store. I don't know if I should tell them. Tell them. We want them to get excited. I was reading the trip reports of previous people or people who had been on previous trips. <clears throat> and one of the things you're allowed to do on the day you visit Imagineering is you get 30 minutes to shop mm. at Mickey's <laughs> of Glendale. No. Mickey's of Glendale is the store re- reserved for Imagineers. And one of the people said that there were 40 people on their trip. And in 30 minutes, they started tallying up the, the sales when they got back on the bus and they had spent $15,000. Wow. wow. I will do that single-handedly. I guess what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, bank. Can you please open up, can you op- yeah, can you you open up an additional line of credit, please? I also found out that we get to see the Jim Henson studio. And I was expi- excited about seeing that. I didn't realize that the Jim Henson studio was located in the original Charlie Chaplin studio built in 1917. Oh, I didn't know that. So I've been doing some research on this. And what else? What else do we do on this? In addition to that, there's uh, backstage stuff at Disneyland Park where you're backdoored yeah, into. You're forgetting something. No, we're building up to it. Oh, okay. We're telling you all things we. This, I know. This I one had me sliding off my chair. I, I, I was just, yeah, I I had to lay down. So there's there's, a, there's backstage. <laughs> I was overcome. <laughs> one of the slap lady Chris posted that. Um, he was just jump, jumping up and down, and he couldn't wait to stand next to me. We would jump up and down and dance together because we've already talked about this. There'll be opportunities to be fast passed on rides and all sorts of really good stuff. But yeah, I was really happy. Have- I was really happy that we get like 
a number like multiple fast passes for the day that we do backstage at Disneyland. We get multiple fast passes to go in on the attractions parks. in both parks. Very so, cool. and the thing there, these guys are going on and on about that we haven't mentioned yet is new for this year, new for 2010. There's going to be a tour of <gasps> the Disney archives. <sighs> nobody it, gets it. Nobody gets into the archives. I mean, really and truly. So this is a huge, huge, huge thing. Will I'm we... coming home with Mary Poppins hat. Just you watch. <laughs> oh, they're going to be shaking us down, walking exactly. out. I don't think they're going to let me into the archives. Actually, they'd be like, they're going to have a new thing they have. The what was it you said about D23? You have to go in naked. <laughs> exactly. No, I just think because of my rant on D23, they're going to be like, oh no, oh no, Missy, you stay outside. <laughs> I think even if we went in naked, we could probably come out with stuff. I, I, could, <laughs> so I could make it happen. <laughs> I could make it happen. That alone would be distracting enough that we probably could take anything we wanted. Put your clothes on, please. Here, keep Walt's original phone. Don't, we don't need it back. Where's that been? Here, watch this. Ew. Okay. <laughs> Boy, that okay. went a place I didn't think it was going to go. I was just going to think, now do you want to go with us? <laughs> um, a little bit about pricing. We have, uh, if you're looking for two adults, looking at four thousand. Cavity search. <laughs> you're looking at $4,438 for two adults for this trip. Say that again. $4,438 for two adults. Um, we seem to not have uh, much interest in children going. Uh, if you have children who want to go, the minimum age is four. So no one under four can go. So far, there are no children on this trip. On our trip. Right now, it's, yeah, it's looking like it's There's no biological only. children. <laughs> yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> um, Just synthetic ones. What are they going to say? Deposits $300 per person, and we are taking uh, pre-orders on it. And as soon as Adventures by Disney lets us know that we can book this trip, as soon as we have a contract with them, then we're going to go through and we'll... Make sure we secure everyone's deposit. Mm-hmm. If we get more than 40 people, we're going to start a wait list. We may do a second one. There is, yeah, we, we do have the option of doing a second one if there's enough interest. So if, uh, you know. On the original trip, by the way, of those seven spots, I have heard expressed interest on six of those remaining spots. So, so yeah, I mean, if you're at all interested in doing this, don't worry about whether or not it's booked up or not. Uh, put the request in. Like I said, if there's enough of an interest, if there's enough people interested in going, uh, we will absolutely do a second one. I want to talk a little bit about that price. That price may seem a little high to some folks, but you got to remember it includes all of your transportation, not only within well, the adventure it itself. it does not include airfare. Correct. Um, well, let me be really clear about that. That does not include airfare, but it includes all of the ground transportation, including from the airport to the hotel and within the adventure itself, and at one point we switch hotels, and we go from the Renaissance Hotel in Hollywood to uh, the Grand Californian. The Grand Californian. And so that's included in there as well. Uh, it's on our site. I don't have it in front as of me. And also most of your meals. Not all of them, but most of your meals are included with that. It lists what the meals are. It lists what your day-to-day itinerary is. So there's a lot included in this price. So it may seem like it's high. But there's a lot included in there. And also, Joel, I'm sorry, go ahead. You also have to remember that you're going a lot of in, in a lot of these cases. You're going places you could never go otherwise. Is you could not pay to go on a tour of some of these places. So really and truly, it's 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 hard to put a price tag on it. You also get a park hopper, which is good for four days. So on the last day, on the day you check out of the Grand Californian, if you've decided to stay longer, you're allowed to use the park as much as you want. 
Yep. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. April 13th, 2010. Information is on the site. You can go to our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com, and uh, get more information on our trip there. There's a lot of birthdays in April of not only Walter and I, but the other people that are involved in the podcast or in the trip so far. There's a lot of birthdays coming up that month. Maybe we'll do something special. Well, we are going to do something. It's like I said, it's Walter's 50th birthday, so obviously I have to do something special for that. Pete's going to jump um, out of a cake. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in, uh, yeah in the archives nude. <laughs> um, so, got a lot planned. And, of course, we uh, also announced on the cruise our next podcast cruise, which will be December 12th, 12th 2010. 2010. And... My, oh, my, are the requests coming in for That's that. That's amazing. We're going to have a much bigger group on the next uh, on the next ship. It's a four-night sailing. Um, we had 100 people, 100 staterooms rebook. On board. On board the ship. And we have over 100 requests for Tracy to process when she comes back so far. Yeah, she's never allowed on vacation again. Exactly. <laughs> so, again, if this is something you're interested in, with the wait list is up on the site. You can go and put in a request. Tracy will get you a quote, and it's the normal, you know, deposit policies of Disney Cruise Line. Um, this is again one of those things that, as time goes by and as the ship fills up, this price is the, going up. Price is going to go up, and that's something that I've heard repeatedly. They people cannot get over how low the price actually is. Yeah, we yeah we got very good pricing on this cruise. Let me give you some examples. I brought some examples with me. Of course, you did. Category eleven stateroom, two adults. $1,087.84. Can't beat it. Includes your port charges, your taxes, government fees. Does not include airfare, transfers, or trip insurance. We're also giving everybody a shipboard credit, so they're going to get a $50 shipboard credit with that. And that includes all the things we do on the podcast cruise. Right. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. All the extras that we do. And just like you said on the ABD trip, these are things you don't get to do on another cruise. Exactly. If you wanted to move up to a veranda stateroom, you're looking at $1,847.84. So for another $800, you get a veranda. And that's a, that's the total for two people. That's for not per person. Correct. That's for two people. So, you know, heck of a nice vacation for $900 a person. It includes all your meals. And us. Will there be podcast crews given away this year? There will be. We already gave away the one podcast cruise. I know. I was, that was leading up to that. So. Congratulations, Gibson. I was thrilled that you won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so was I. Very, very thrilled. <laughs> yep. Anybody else have anything for housekeeping? I can just add that when we talked about picnic in the park, they have added a vegetarian option now. You get a portobello mushroom and veggie wrap. And then they have a side of a tandoori spiced tofu Zucchini squash. Oh, I just threw up in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound very appetizing to me either, but hopefully that does to vegetarians. Or you can have a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Lips and eyes. <laughs> I have a housekeeping. We just got in our last order of shirts, so Teresa's going to fulfill those this week. Yeah, we know some people have been waiting on shirts. We apologize. Yeah, we had, the, especially the big sizes. We ran out of some of the bigger sizes. So, can I just say hello to somebody? No. Please. No. I have to say hello to Senor Jorge. Okay. Have you seen that thread? On no. The boards? It's funny. You want to tell them what happened? Apparently, after our cruise, several of our podcast cruisers decided to drink around the world. Yes, I know. They 
called in. Okay. Oh, did they? Oh, well, of course they did. <laughs> One of our, our posters who posts regularly on the board, George, apparently left his wife in Norway. And they moved on without her. Oh, nice. What makes it even worse than leaving her in Norway? <laughs> she was in a wheelchair. I believe she was in a wheelchair. Oh, no. <laughs> and they left her in Norway. So she has decided they had their last stop on the Drink Around the World tour was uh, Mexico. And they had margaritas. And it's my understanding that Senior Jorge had an apple margarita and went back to the hotel and fell asleep. And his wife, who his screen name is now left in Norway, <laughs> <laughs> took an eyebrow pencil to him and turned him into Senor Jorge. Oh, I saw <laughs> the picture. I didn't know what happened. See the picture. It's it is one of the funniest things. It, actually, if you're looking for the thread, it's called Great Cruise. And the picture's on the second page. It is one of the funniest things I have ever seen. <laughs> it's called Great Cruise? Great Cruise. Okay, on the second page. I'm looking... It's about halfway down, so and the get, post is by left in Norway. To get, <laughs> <laughs> so to get even with leaving her in Norway in a wheelchair, she has decided to draw on his face. That's funny. We'll have a link to that in the show notes page. <laughs> so I just had to say hello to Senior Jorge. Wonderful. <laughs> Anything else? Anything else for housekeeping? I do. I have one thing that came in the post office box. I know it's like four hour. It's another four hour housekeeping. It's just like every 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 week. This came to everybody with a nice little note. I'm going fast. I heard you were wishing for some taffy, and since it was since I was down in Atlantic City, thought I'd send you some. And it's the good kind too. It's James's saltwater taffy oh. from Danielle. Pete received several boxes in our post office box that were addressed just to him. Yeah, well, they addressed us to me, but they're for the whole team. Uh, first one is from Louise and Mark. Big Moon Mullen on the boards. Dear podcast team, we heard you were running short and desperate. Enjoy. Bissinger's Chocolate. We had that before. Chocolate-covered fresh berries and Heavenly chocolate. Marsh Pecan Bark. Isn't it German? Delicious-looking. And what is all that? Boy, you put out a request. They send it It's like Christmas. <laughs> You're so lucky this came addressed just to you, because we would open this. Yeah, I don't care whose name's on it. I'm opening this one. Let's see. From the Pennsylvania General Store. This is from Frank and Kathy Giordano, our... uh, uh, our dinner mates from the uh, well, the uh, e- shirt Sounds on happy. eBay. The shirt on eBay. Who oh, I understand have put in a request to go on the next podcast cruise with us. Wonderful. Thanks again for dinner at Shula's. We had a great time. Um, hope you enjoyed this taste of Philly, Frank and Kathy Giordano. Very sweet. Uh, Cherry pie tasty cakes in one box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something I get excited about. Sounds like a song. She's my cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's cheese my? Walter's uh, back there making thunder. Chocolate covered pretzels. Mm, oh. Tasty cake apple pie. Oh my god, let's keep coming. Oh my god. <laughs> I think we need another, another table. Okay, give some over there. Put some over there. Yeah, really. <laughs> Put some by the skinny people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just opening it now. <laughs> chocolate cupcakes. Chocolate covered pretzels. Chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. Butterscotch crumpets. I love those. <laughs> Put those in the middle. Oh, yeah. Chocolate covered berries. Wait. What's in this one? 
apple pies and the tasty cakes. Thank you very much. You people are crazy. All right, we're we're loaded up. What are those? What's in here? Peanut chews. Oh, give to me. Oh, love this stuff. But you have to understand that, like. Two o'clock in the morning, I come in here, and whenever I'm getting peckish, I don't go to my refrigerator first. I come into the podcast room. What's laying around? Well, this is also going to be good because it's hurricane season. Oh well, yeah, really. <laughs> See, now you've got we hurricane- need a podcast room at our house. <laughs> <laughs> Have you well, not seen that? our house? That's some of the uh, Bissinger's chocolate. It's delicious. Well, thank you, everyone, for sending. <laughs> Frank and Kathy and uh, Louise and Mark really appreciate you sending. Uh, and Nicole with the taffy. And Nicole with the taffy. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry, not Nicole. Danielle. 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 Yeah. Sorry. Thank you very much for your your thoughtful thoughtful gifts. The podcast room is now overrun <laughs> with chocolate and goodies. Well, we came back from the cruise and there was nothing here, so it's appropriate. So okay, anything else in housekeeping before we move on? Let's hope not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See what happens when you don't hear from us for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, really. All right. Our first news story this week, the Transportation Safety Administration is cracking down on IDs and plane tickets where the names don't match. As part of a renewed effort to increase security at the nation's airports, the TSA has issued directives instructing their staff to ensure that the name printed on a plane ticket or boarding pass exactly matches the name that appears on a traveler's ID. This could cause significant delays for travelers who are used to leaving off a middle initial or a suffix like junior or senior. The TSA is urging all travelers to make sure their ID matches the names they provide to airlines when purchasing tickets. So uh, I've got to call Southwest because whenever I book a flight for Walter, you know, I just book it as Walter Eccles, but his identification is Walter D. Eccles Jr. Mm. So that would cause a problem. He would get, he might get stopped at security, probably would get stopped at security. So whatever it says on your driver's license or your passport, whatever the name that is there, that's how you need to book your airline tickets from now on. Uh, being close is no longer going to work. Apparently the TSA has issued instructions to stop people uh, when their uh, IDs and their plane tickets don't match. So I wanted to make sure we let everybody know that. Uh, I'm hoping that air carriers will uh, be understanding and not be charging change fees with people calling in with I this. I can understand if the name is completely different. Right. But if you're just clarifying the name so that you don't have trouble going through security, they should not be charging for that. But if you leave your middle initial off, I think that's... Well, but like in, you know, in Walter's case, you know, he and his father basically have the same name. The only difference is the junior-senior. So, you know... What's the difference if he uses his father's ticket? I guess it matters to the government. I'm just saying that's the rule. they gotta got to do it. I think they need to work on that. It's a dumb rule. It is because a Because when you talk to some of those people at the airlines that you can't understand and they can't understand you, what's going to happen if, you know, the yeah. ticket comes and... My last name is misspelled again yeah. or something like that. Exactly. So just want to make sure everybody knows about that. Our next news story, in an effort to generate new revenue amidst an economic slump, Disney has unveiled a new website offering merchandise from Disney's parks and resorts. The website, www.disneystore.com, offers everything from personalized mouse ears to toys, collectibles, and apparel, 
normally offered only at the theme parks or resorts. I thought that it was kind of limited when I went out and looked at that site. Has anybody gone out and looked at Mm-mm. at the site? I hate this idea. You know, I look. I you know, I'm not. I, I don't carry the way personally. Um, but you know, if you're going to do it, do something special with it. The only place I see it benefiting is those po- folks who get home and say, "I wish I would have bought," or "Right, I bought and I lost," or the kids something something broke. It would be great if I can go back and get that again. You can already do that. You can call guest services, and there, if you, as long as you have the SKU number or the uh, description of it, you can order something from the park. You can order personalized merchandise, but you can. And I could understand if they offered the service where you've got a reservation and you want the personalized Mickey ears in the hotel. I know they've they've expanded this. They've expanded this since they since they launched it. They've got pretty much everything. Is that toilet seats? Dinner plate. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, right? (laughs) Like a toilet seat. So yeah, Disney's now selling their merchandise. uh, They've definitely expanded it since uh, it first launched. Looks like they've got a lot of stuff up on there now. So, yeah, if you get home from the parks and you forgot to buy something or you had a change of heart, you didn't want to buy it when you were here, but decide you want to buy it when you get home. I still don't like it. I just don't like it. I think it cheapens the whole experience. I think you should be able to get stuff at the parks that you can't get anywhere else. It should be part of the experience. And what they're doing, in my opinion, is I've told you before, I think they're just cheapening the whole experience and they're losing money. There's a thread on our uh, on the boards about the quality of the merchandise, the, the selection. Oh, no question the quality has gone down. No question at all. That they've definitely uh, looked to eke out more profits by charging more and giving less. They've also cut off, which is, they've cut off both ends of the spectrum. One person talked about the fact that they were looking for um, clothing for little boys and that you can buy a princess dress in everything from doll size to grown-up woman size. Little boys seem to get cut off. There are not a lot of T-shirts for little boys. I totally agree with that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So it's just, it's one of those things that you're losing Big portions of your demographic. Well, I mean, one of the things I had said with the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique is they needed to create something like that for little boys, and they are now. Like Bibbidi Poppity Pirates. Well, yeah, they're doing. Well, they, no, they're doing. I, I don't know what I forgot what they're calling it, but they are doing a pirate, like a boutique for boys now, where they're going to make them up as pirates. So, um, but there is there's a complete vacuum for little boys. I agree with you. So, but like I said, you know, this I, you know, I don't feel one way or the other about it. It is what it is. If you want merchandise, there's a place to get it. So, And finally this week, uh, Barack Obama will take his place among the other United States presidents at Disney's Hall of Presidents on July 4th. The attraction has been closed for several months as part of an overall rehab of the attraction. In addition to Obama, other changes to the attraction will include Abraham Lincoln delivering the Gettysburg Address, and George Washington will also add his voice to the show. Disney Imagineers began working on a new presidential edition as soon as both major political parties nominated their candidate following the presidential primaries last year. So somewhere there's a half-finished John McCain. Uh, I think that's Arizona. (laughs) That's very cocoon. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, For Obama, Disney Imagineers reviewed thousands of photographs and video clips to create the sculpture, recreating every detail right down 
to his wedding ring. His wedding ring apparently is an exact replica of the one he wears. So, and he's uh, they they say he's going to uh, uh, recite the oath of office. Um, yeah, he's going to his animatronic the- is going to do the oath of office. Yeah, the first part. Hopefully, they won't screw it up. Yeah, <laughs> like they did when he actually. I don't mean to keep saying the same thing, but did you see the thread on the Diz about the gentleman who posts on our board who was invited to ride the inaugural train with the that Obamas? That was cool. And there's actually a picture, there's several pictures of him aboard the train. They celebrated Michelle Obama's 45th birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife of the gentleman who posts introduced um, President Obama at one of his speeches. And there's a picture of the gentleman on the who posts on our boards. I apologize. I can't come up with the name right now. But he's got his computer open, and someone took a picture of him on the inaugural train reading the Diz. No. Yeah. Yep. It's, look at it. It's called will. Robe Obama or something like that. Robama. The first thing I notice, I'm like, why do our buttons look like that? What kind of browser is he using? <laughs> <laughs> of course. I think that's pretty cool yeah. that the Diz was on the inaugural train. Wow. How did you, you get that invite? He must have been connected. I, I don't know. His wife did. Something I, so, yeah, maybe I don't know. I read it. I just it wasn't didn't. like he was at the next stop and just got on. <laughs> you know, they jacket. were at the inaugural ball, too. right? Oh man! How As cool. a matter of fact, um, there's a picture of uh, Barack Obama doing the bump with a young girl, and that's his daughter. That made all the the news carriers, and I think that people that even made People Magazine. Wow. Now, how many emails or comments do you think you want to get? You're talking about politics on the show. <laughs> I don't know how many will be sounding like that. But <laughs> they all, to me, they all sound like that. Let's talk about religion, too, you want to? <laughs> so now I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what they've uh, the changes to Hall of Presidents when it opens. What really excites me is that this is the next level of audio animatronic. Now, this is going to be a step above the Johnny Depp character. In Pirates mm. of the Caribbean. And that one's pretty good. They say they've got his facial mannerisms down. They've got his speech pattern. His lips will purse when he speaks. I think that's going to be incredible. Wow. He has animatronic lips. He does. Should be awesome. Yeah, that's Should. very exciting. All right, that'll do it for the news this week. We're going to move on to the weather uh, for the next week. If you are traveling... To Orlando, you are now officially in the summer season, I guess, where we're going to be getting storms every day. So, unfortunately, for the next week, you can expect scattered thunderstorms all week, um, ranging from 30 to 60% chance of precipitation pretty much every day. Best days right now are looking like they are going to be Sunday the 31st and Monday the 1st, but uh, I think you will find that we're going to be getting our afternoon storms again. Which I hate this time of year here. I really do. I hate the summer in Florida. Um, I put up with it because we get winters like the winter we just had, which was just, we had a great winter. We've said this before, and I think it bears repeating, that the, the thunderstorms in Florida, while they're often brief, can be violent. And Frightening. When, right. And when you see them coming, when people tell you that you should go inside, you should go inside. Yeah. Kevin's parents, uh, the electrical box outside their house was hit by lightning Right in this last storm. Well, I'll tell you, I know that a storm is bad when Max wants to, like, has to be right next to me wherever I am. Because then he's sensing something is going on. Like last night, that storm, that storm we had yesterday up here 
was horrendous. Yeah, it was all over. Well, that actually yeah. came from the east and the west coast, and yeah. met in right central it, Florida, right. right over Orlando. Yeah, it was it was awful. The weathermen love this time of year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're so into it. They are. They start to breathe heavy. They get the crisis music out. On the flooding in Volusia County, they're like, this no-name storm. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> and if I had to see that video of that one guy again vacuuming out his trailer from the water, I'm going to lose my mind. It's been on a loop constantly. Yeah, it's uh, the weather has been terrible. Um, you know, I we have some we'll, – we'll include a link to it in the show notes page. Rainy day activities. Uh, might want to you know bone up on plans for what to do if it's what, if you're here for on vacation and it's raining uh, because it's uh, the weather is really getting pretty uh, pretty intense although we're having a nice day today so far so tonight. far it'll rain tonight it'll it's supposed rain. to start around five today it's time for the man next door to mow the lawn yeah <laughs> yeah I'm wondering when that's going to start so all right that's the weather I'm going to move on to rapid fire who would like to go first I'll go. I just wanted to uh, remind everybody that uh, is on Twitter that we have a Twitter account. It's uh, Diz Unplugged. Um, here you can get notices on things. For example, the Adventures by Disney. If you don't frequent the boards, this might be a nice option for you to kind of get these notices. If we're not doing a show, we'll we'll tweet about it. We also have a, a Twitter account for the Diz. It's at the Diz. Um, but the the account for the Diz Unplugged. Thetis. That's what it looks like when you spell out the Diz. It's like Thetis. Yeah, Diz was taken by somebody else. Um, but, yeah, if you if you follow us on uh, Diz Unplugged, we follow you too. So we're following our fans also. Um, in addition to the whole social networking thing, again, our Facebook page, we, uh, we've kind of been keeping up to date with that. We, we've been adding a few polls like your best, you know, the best Walt Disney World value resort, moderate resort. Uh, the other day, I posted, name your Disney park peeves, and within a few hours, we had 180 responses. Oh, wow. oh my Lord. <laughs> People really jumped on that. So, you know, check us out. If you're not, you know, so Twitter's not for everybody, but if you are on Twitter, check it out. And uh, if you want to know what's happening behind the scenes, a lot of times, sign up, friend me on, on Facebook. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always putting stuff up there that I would never put on the site. I've been trying to do that with the with my Twitter account. I'm I set one up for me just to kind of you know get a feel of it from from my. So you can let everyone know when you're going to the bathroom. Yeah, well, <laughs> not to that extent. Some people just take the whole Twitter thing way too far. Yeah. See, I can't I can't do I can't do Twitter. Twitter is just. I enjoy. I like Facebook better. Facebook is yeah. definitely my preference. Yeah, if you go to the Facebook, I've got like 650 friends. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm up to 300 now. It's pretty cool. If you go to the Facebook page, um, the Diz Facebook page, and under the info, we have links to all of our uh, pages. So if you want to become friends with any of us that are on Facebook, we have links to that. And you can find our Facebook link anywhere on the site, homepage of the boards, the Diz podcast page. It's everywhere. So Trying to get Walter to do a Facebook page. <laughs> the room goes silent. Crickets. God forbid... It was you, Walter. Whatever. I don't want people following me. I don't want new friends. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want two, let alone 600. <laughs> I mean, it seems like everybody's on Twitter. There's Elizabeth a, Taylor just announced she's on Twitter. There's a lot of people on Twitter. Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor's been Twittering for years. <laughs> 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 it's nothing new. <laughs> 
right. Well, thank you, Corey. <laughs> Kevin, what do you have? Uh, we have podcast gift bags to give away. We came home with enough booty for six podcast gift bags to be given away. And I am dumping that in your lap. You decide how we're going to give them away. But it's all of the stuff that was uh, the podcast cruisers got in their stateroom, except for the water and the bagged snacks. All the other goodies are in there. Plus, I have some other things to put in them. Those will be surprises when you get them. We'd like them to go to non-cruisers, I right. think. And I, th- I agree. They should go to people who are not on the podcast cruise. Okay. Um, how many do we have? We have six. There's six of them. And you'll, each one will include a signed uh, copy of Lee Cockrell's book. We were smart enough to get Mr. Cockrell to sign his books it's for the people who are not there. I think we should give them away to the listeners who send in pictures of themselves in thongs. <laughs> <laughs> and those emails are going to go to who? Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, what do you think? Any, anything we should give them away? I thought they could be part of the prize, Matron. No, I'd want to do something else over and above the prize, Matron. But again, we kind of have to ask that this not be the podcast cruisers. You already got one? Right. Yeah, if you've already got, if you're on the podcast cruise and you got one. Can you post like a trivia question on your Facebook page or something like that? Or Yeah, I could do that. Well, there that. are people who are not on Facebook. Yeah. Maybe we should post well, then, that. Well, give one away that way, one away. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Go yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about how I want to give them out. Go to our random database. Maybe pick somebody from there. Yeah, can do that, too. I'll think about it. However we do it, let's make sure it's fixed. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> so we should give them all to Gibson? I was exactly. going to say, we'll give them all to Gibson. Let him decide. Gibson, we really do think it's cool that you won. I just want you to know that. Yes, we do. We're very happy you won. All right, well, thank you, Kevin. Yanni. Disney Cruise Line has announced a recent shipboard credit promotion that is actually really, really good. Yeah. All right. Wait, let me better, get through it first. Better late than never, I guess. Um, book a veranda stateroom on select sale dates this summer and receive up to $700 in onboard credits from Disney Cruise Line. Now, these are select dates, and it's $100 per night of the cruise. For a seven-night cruise, you get a $700 shipboard credit. It's unreal. It's Unbelievable. Four night cruise, you get 400. Unbelievable. Three night cruise, you get 300. Um, most dates, June 20th through August 9th, 2009. Um, again, only for a veranda stateroom, only for categories three through seven, only for brand new bookings. Cannot be applied to existing bookings. And this can be combined with the Dreams Unlimited Travel shipboard credit. So, in essence, you could get up to a $900 shipboard credit. That's amazing. For a seven night yeah. Now, the problem we have is Disney has made this offer at such a point that you can't apply it to current reservations. You right. would have to cancel and incur a penalty, and it wouldn't be worth it for you to do it. So the question has become... That's why they're doing it like right, this. Exactly. And so the question has become, why should I book early? Why should I book my cruise in advance? Yep. Because now, I, if I wait to the last minute, there might be a sale. You know, look... Um um, uh, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to trash Carl Holtz. I don't know the man, okay. Um, but Carl Holtz is the new president of Disney Cruise Line, and I got to tell you, he's off to a rocky start in my in my view. First of all, this should have been offered much sooner. 
than than this. That's number one. We knew in number January two, this summer was like that. Yeah, they, they were going to need help this summer. Number two, you're you're short selling the cruise. You're short selling the cruise, and you are absolutely undermining advanced bookings. You have people now because this is twice now this year that cruise line has put out a discount that you could only get if you booked at the last minute. And you're basically saying to the people who, you know, tried to get a good deal early on, too bad. Too bad. And that is going to come back to bite you in the ass, Carl. Well, they completely reversed their their, their model. Well, this is what I was talking about when I when I expressed concern. And again, I'm reserving judgment on Carl Holtz right now because he's new and I don't know him. But you know, Tom McAlpin, while he was not Matt, we met was in fact better than we thought he was going to be in terms of being forward-thinking about stuff like this and about really taking into account who the, the, who the base for Disney Cruise Line is. Uh, these are not standard customers that you can do the sorts of things you do at Disney World. Um, your base on Disney Cruise Line is a very, very uh, rabid fan base. And you are pissing them off. I'm hearing far too many uh, loyal, long-term Disney Cruise Line uh, clients starting to say things like, Royal Caribbean's looking better and better. And you better watch it. You, If you gut your fan base, that rabid fan base, if you gut that, then you're going to have trouble. You're going to have trouble when you have four ships to fill because you can't fill two of them right now. And there's going to be this great sucking sound of people going to the West Coast when these new ships come out and getting onto these new ships, and you're going to have trouble filling the one, the two, the two that you have now. So I, I really, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm not, I'm not passing any judgment just yet. But I'm saying that there is the handwriting is on the wall that the management change that has just taken place at Disney Cruise Line may not have been a good thing. There is a there's chatter all over the Dis the Dis excuse me the Disney Cruise Line thread. Why should I leave my deposit with Disney Cruise Line for the end of 2010? I'm canceling that reservation. I'll wait till fall of 2010 and book it. Yep. And it always was the deal that the tiers were going to go up and you were going to get the best price by booking earliest. People are now Disney Cruise Line is going to see this giant, as you said, this giant sucking sound of those reservations being canceled. If I can get a seven hundred dollars shipboard credit a month before I cruise, why on earth would I give you a couple hundred dollars to hold for a year and a half? Yep, exactly, exactly. Your operating capital is going to disappear. You know, I know you're new, Carl. Um, your previous tenure at Disney Cruise Line didn't last long. Uh, Adventures by Disney has not exactly been a screaming success. Uh, but I think you might want to really stop and think long and hard about who your audience is, who your fans are, what their needs and requirements and demands, quite frankly, demands they have every right to have, what the prices you're charging, what those things are, 
and start coming up with some policies that address them because the policies that have been coming out of Disney Cruise Line for the last few months have been pretty hostile to that group. And I think it's going to come back to bite John the rear end. So consider a friendly advice, assuming that you're listening or one of your minions is listening and you'll get this message. But just, uh, you know, not for nothing. Uh, we're not uh, we're not impressed so far. You got some you got some work to do to impress the fan base. And uh, like I said, you've got a lot of fans starting to, you know, turn their eye toward Royal Caribbean now. And uh, you may end up being the best thing that's happened to Royal Caribbean in a long time. So be careful. That's I, it. I also worry about um, the people who want to take cruises who have now have this uh, thought in their head, what should I do? They, this could hurt them in that they may say, I'm going to wait and see if a special comes up, and then it not come up. It not come up, and they don't book with Disney. Right. The, tour, the, the tier price increases. It becomes so outrageously overpriced. They can't book with Disney. No special becomes available. And then... You know, they're shut out of the cruise that they want. So one of the good things about Disney was that old pricing model, at least you knew what to expect. Get in there early, book as early as you can, yep. and watch the price go up and then sort of feel better about booking early. Now you feel worse about it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right, thank you, John. Kathy Whirling. I have two. This Friday, May 29th at 10 a.m., um, Chris Allen, the winner of American Idol, is going to be in a parade at uh, Hollywood Studios. Really? Yeah, and I'm sure it's like one of their typical drive-bys, like down the street. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's going to be really Tommy quick. guns. Yeah. Gonna say, I don't think she meant like that. <laughs> Star Wars characters will be shooting at him. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's at gonna, like 60 miles an hour. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like you, you wait a really long time to see the parade, and it's like they just go by you so fast. And then they're going to have a media, they're going to interview him. The media is going to interview him outside the theater, and you, you're allowed to listen to them ask questions so oh you mean it aloud yes and the other thing i have is the great piggy bank adventure opened at epcot in innoventions and i'm really terrible as to which one's which but it's the innoventions where ibm is it's the one to the right but it's really cool. you're right or my right <laughs> you'll have, you'll be, you have the to. right as you come into the park on the right hand side <laughs> i should know this the only way i know them is what i use it as a shortcut to get to is it the electric umbrella side? No, it's the other side. Okay. It's the side to go to Soren. But anyway, it, it opened up, and I wasn't too sure how this was going to be because it's supposed to teach you about money and how to save money. And I, I sort of went in like, oh. How it's a Susie Orman ex- exhibit? <laughs> That's I what love I love that. I, I thought, you know, like, oh, how can you make money exciting? Well, they can and we actually did it twice, and we probably could have gone through a few more times. It's there's a, a bunch of video screens, and you have a, they give you a little piggy bank at the first one. You open a drawer, and your piggy bank comes out, and then you take your piggy to the different exhibits. And it's really sort of clever watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you watch it, it. The little wolf comes out, and he tries to take your money. <laughs> And at the end, they weigh your piggy bank, and you see if you've achieved your goal. You can. We have another sound. No. Oh, okay. We have a um, weighing a piggy bank sound. <laughs> <laughs> but you can um, like save money for um, a cruise, which we did the first time, but we didn't get enough money to take our cruise. Uh, the second time, we saved for a college education, so 
we made enough money. But it, it just shows you like how to diversify and how inflation can take your money. But they do it really clever. And I was always a big fan when my kids were growing up of finding ways to teach them things that you just sort of slip the information past them. And this is a great example of that, that Disney partnered with T. Rowe Price and came up with a really great exhibit. So if you want to spend some time, check it out. Is this more interesting than that recycling thing? Yes. Okay. I know I'm Johnny on the spot with this, but that would be Interventions West. Thank you. <laughs> I'll tattoo that map. on my arm. Yes. <laughs> so wait a minute. A Disney cruise was more than a college education? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I learned. <laughs> yeah, there was four choices. And I said, of course, since we just came off a cruise, we wanted to She's probably sending up. Katie to a community college. <laughs> <laughs> Is it going to a trade school yeah. or something? <laughs> yep. So check it out. Cool. Thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. Julie. I didn't pick this. Corey picked this for me. So it's kind of boring, but some of you might be. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow. Well, I wasn't like super Just throw excited. him <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> well, there's a discount at the Walt Disney World Swan. It's one nineteen a night for the following dates. Um, June 5th through the 22nd, July 5th through the 25th, August 7th through the 14th, August 19th through September 9th, and then September 17th through the 22nd. Um, Obviously, if you want an upgrade, that's going to be an additional fee, and you need to book by June 3rd, 1-888-828-8850. I don't think there are enough eights in that number. Yeah, really? And the rate code is DIS one one nine. See what I mean? You know, I don't know. No, it's one hundred nineteen dollars yeah, a night. This but one. Yeah. It's not something I would have paid. Well, it's time sensitive. <laughs> Get the book by June third. June third. So, we'll yeah. put a link to that on the show notes page as well. Pick your own rapid fires. <laughs> <laughs> he was helping me out, but I was like, oh. <laughs> Peanut gallery. Anything? Yeah, I have two. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, I got two things going on here. They're both about Universal Orlando. They have some good things for annual pass holders. Pass holders enjoy 50% off a one-day, two-park tickets for friends and family. You, there's a $49 adult show ticket for Blue, Man's, Blue Man Group and a $25... Blue Man's. <laughs> I was going to see the Blue Man's. <laughs> and a $25 ticket for kids to see Blue Man. Also, all four... Also, Blue Man. Sorry, get up. Yo shizzle. (laughs) (laughs) Also, all Florida public school personnel, pre K through 12th grade, receive one free two park summer pass with unlimited admission to Universal Studios and Universal's Island of Adventure. Theme parks through September. 30th, 2009. Wow. Plus, you can purchase up to six two-park summer passes for your family and friends for $79.99. All of the prices I quoted do not include taxes. Um, You can go online to see all the details. Cool. Yep. Thank you very much, Walter. Teresa? I have one. Walter told me not to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. It has nothing to do with Disney or travel or... (laughs) Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> They're paving the streets in front of Pizza House. <laughs> Sears is having a sale on washers. <laughs> okay, I did get this off the boards, though. Um, 
Caddy Cat Cat 4 posted this. Every Friday through September, you can go to secure.realchocolate.com, and they're giving away free chocolate. Quarter of a million candy bars every Friday. Wow. Mm. It's, it's a part of the Real Chocolate Relief Act. She's a teenager. Her metabolism is through the roof. Yeah, really. Well, chocolate does have a lot to do with the podcast. Later. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. <laughs> Thanks, Sierra. All right. Thought- Chocolate's free, but the acne medicine is through the roof. It's sponsored cool. by Clarisil. Cool. <laughs> I thought it was so cool. I, I signed up. I got a. I'm sure. There is no one at this table doubted that. <laughs> Are we going to have that link too? Oh. <laughs> Realchocolate.com. Tell us where rainbows come from. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. I already told you that. <laughs> Are you here for that conversation? No. Gotta tell them. It's funny. Okay. There was a double rainbow the other day. Yesterday, after the rain. And um, we were asking Stella if she knew where rainbows come from. And she said, it's got something to do with gay people. <laughs> <laughs> Every time a gay man gets an Emmy, <laughs> Tony. I didn't know where you were going with that. For a God creates a rainbow. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Teresa. <laughs> Poor child. I grew up thinking that rainbows, you know, came after the rain and there were pots of gold. Hold on. Oh, we're good. All right. Oh. Yeah, really. <laughs> Stella's been Stella's been exposed to gay. <laughs> Has something to do with gay people. <laughs> oh, there's just so many places we could take that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Where should we go from here? Uh, why don't we talk about the podcast cruise a little bit? Okay. Yeah, Ferris, liked it. Ferris had a great time. <laughs> Ferris enjoyed himself. Um, from from my perspective, it went. Much better than I ever could have expected. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. We, I was every step of the way expecting something to happen, something to go wrong, and it just was. Everything seemed to go like clockwork. It, I couldn't have been happier. It was. It was a phenomenal. We had, honestly, I, I was, I was blown away by how perfect it was. Yeah, it was just perfect. I mean, really, there's nothing I can say that I wish this had gone better. I wish that had gone better. It was just from start to finish. The, the 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 folks on the ship did a magnificent job. It was actually funny when we first got on the ship. We had a meeting with all the heads of all the departments, housekeeping, um, other departments. I can't think of the <laughs> food, yeah. and yeah. food and beverage, food and beverage, the IT department. guy, all those guys. And you could tell they were kind of like they didn't believe us when we said we're doing. You know, we went through the thing, and they kind of kept saying, "Are you going to be there on time? Are we going to end this on time? Is everything going to be on schedule?" And I kept saying, yeah, this is our schedule. This is what we're going to keep with. And you can kind of tell they were sort of not really buying They'd it. never experienced anything like this before yeah. on that ship. And that's what we got at the end of the cruise. They came up to us and they said, first of all, what a great time they all had who got to participate in our stuff. But also they thanked me and they said, we cannot believe how well you guys kept everything on schedule. And you said something was going to start, it started. When you said it was going to end, it ended. It made our jobs 100 times easier. The compliment I got was after the podcast recording and Mr. Cockrell spoke, we did the group photo in the lobby. And they were shocked that we got that many people in place, took the photo, and were done in under 10 minutes. Yeah. I said on the last show that it was so awesome to walk around the ship and run into people everywhere. Mm -hmm. I thought that was going to be a little bit overwhelming. 
like nowhere to hide. Yeah. But I was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. everywhere you walked, you saw these uh, podcast lanyards. Yeah, it was cool. Our yeah. listeners were so good and so respectful of our time. And it wasn't this. They wanted to spend every second with us. They were just great. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't I have asked for more. Yeah. Uh, it was like going on a cruise with all your friends. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Exactly. It's exactly what it was like. It's going to be weird going on a cruise now and not knowing people. <sighs> you know. Hey, you want to be my friend? <laughs> yeah, really. Do you know who I am? I think. <laughs> Which I, name? <laughs> I think the biggest compliment I got was the number of crew members that asked me, when are you guys doing this again? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and not in like, let me know when you're doing this again so I can schedule time off. Um, (laughs) They were, you know, I can't tell you how many of them came up to me and said, you have an amazing group of people here. These very generous, you guys were tipping really well. Um, You were, you know, everybody was just great to be around and great to deal with and happy. I mean, it's... No one was demanding? Nobody. I mean, it was was great. It was just... Well, okay. I had one minor meltdown... um, those who were at a few people who were at the so it was a perfect cruise for you. It then. was a perfect cruise. I had my minor <laughs> meltdown. Uh, some of the people who were at the uh, Tuesday Palo brunch got to see me uh, from a distance anyway, kind of lose it with uh, a crew member because they were turning people away for wearing shorts in Palo, and I had a problem with that. I had a problem with that because it's a private party. Um, and first of all, no one that was wearing shorts, myself included, by the way, uh, none of us, nobody looked ratty. Everybody was dressed very nice. Everybody was in dress shorts. I mean, everybody looked more than appropriate to go to Palo on a Tuesday morning. Now, of course, I had just woken up. I <laughs> had not had my coffee. This is not a good time for me. And I, yeah, I got upset about it. I, I saw you at the buffet, and I, was, I hadn't seen you in a few hours or maybe a day. I'm like, hey, Pete, how's it going? There will be blood. I'm like, all righty. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, that I would say that if, there was, if there was anything on the cruise that bothered me, it was that. Don't you ever turn my guests away from one of my parties. Um, not a party I'm paying for and not a party I'm paying that much for. Because we paid more. Uh, we paid a lot more than the average per head uh, charge to go to Palo. For that second for day. For that second day. And to have any of my guests turned away with the the reasoning being given, we have to maintain the integrity of the restaurant, as if to imply that the appearance of my guests somehow demeaned the integrity of the restaurant. That I had a problem with. But I let it go. I let it go because I wasn't going to ruin the cruise. And then everything else went so well. Everything did go very well. Everything did go very well. The castaway, uh, castaway key party was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really was a highlight of the cruise that was the first time it really hit me yeah that was seeing everybody i mean that was seeing everybody in one place it was Mm -hmm. just it that really hit me wow all these people are here even though we did our welcome reception our well our view of the welcome reception was behind floodlights yeah Yeah. i mean i couldn't really even see we got up on stage we got off you know and then it was you know some of us didn't (laughs) eventually got up on stage Kevin, did I tell you that I thought you were pulling a gag on us all at first? I yeah, just, that's it. it was I a gag. really did. I really did. I felt bad for you. And then once I realized it wasn't, I was like, oh, no. Uh, you know what's funny is no one's really mentioned it on the boards. Do you want to talk about it? I. We can pull this out. It's okay. It doesn't bother me. I, I, hey, I did this in front of 300 people. Yeah. I oh. saw a step, 
and I thought there were two steps on the next level. Come to find out, it was the way it was lit. Mm-hmm. It was the the top step came over the bottom Shadow. step, and I thought it was two steps up, and I went to take two steps and missed, and fell flat on my face. I thought the whole time that I was walking up there because I. I think I was came up before you. They called me before yeah. you, yeah, and I remember. think when the whole time I was like, "Don't fall, don't I fall." I think we all fall. were worried about that because I knew because I'm the kind of person that would fall too. This mm-hmm. was during the welcome reception, and Tracy uh, gave a little intro and introduced us all, and we all went up on stage. And unfortunately, Kevin tripped. And then afterwards, about I don't know, seventy five percent of the people had left, and I crossed the stage to talk to somebody. And I went face first oh, into the stage. I cannot tell you how many people came up to me. Actual cast members have come up and said to me, you're not the only one that's done this. I've done it. I've done it with a tray of drinks. I've I'm done sure. It, oh, I've done it performing in front of everybody. Even people that, were in the, that went to the nightclubs said every night someone fell over it. I went to the nurse. My leg was, or the doctor, my leg was so bad. I went downstairs and she said, let me guess, you were in wave bands. <laughs> And I said, so yeah. Well, you would think they'd do something about yeah, it. Yeah, really. So, if you don't even put a sign or something, you know, watch or your fix step. the step. So the other thing is, and I don't mean to belabor this point, that first step is not an average step. An average step, I believe, is eight or ten inches. This is almost thirteen inches. So it's a much larger first step than most people are normal. That most people find normal. Tracy did a great job. Yes, she yes, did she did. Job. She, for someone who doesn't speak in front of a group, she did a great job. She really did. Giving information about the cruise and then introducing us. One of our listeners um, had asked if they could give Tracy a gift from everyone. Tracy got the Wine of the Month Club from the people on the podcast cruise. Shelly Minnie got up and talked. Did any of you see her speaking? The poor mm-hmm. woman was trembling. Uh-huh. Her hair was moving. She was so nervous. <laughs> she did a great, she job, did a great too, job, too, though. She was really nice. I spoke to her a couple of times. And then we had our Disney Institute guy, Mark, uh, give his presentation. It was funny. We were judging the reaction as people were coming out, and people were great. I mean, thanking us and said this was fantastic and this was really great. But I think that during it, people were so intent on listening to him. I'm sitting in the back going, oh, no, he's bombing. People aren't really enjoying him, but it was they were so intent on listening to him. They listened to every word. Yeah. I got nothing but great reviews on that. Now, Lee Cockrell was a, a first-class act from yeah. start to finish. He I left mean, the room inspired and, you know, well, just motivated. At, 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 even, even beyond that, even beyond his presentation, his every single interaction with him that anybody had, they walked away like, oh. you know. I mean, he was just, he was, he, he was a class act from start to finish. Like, in, I, I call him now the Mother Teresa of Disney executives. <laughs> he was accessible. He ta- he was just he was wonderful with everybody. He came to every event. He needs to come out of retirement and go back to work <laughs> there and teach the rest of them how to act like that. He asked if he could go on our, the next one with us. You know. <clears throat> oh, I, I I've already told him he has got an open invitation. Lock, stock, and barrel. Anything we do. I was just gonna say we've got a couple things planned before the next cruise. I'm sure we'll see Lee again. Oh yeah, I'm hoping so because he just. He blew me away. He absolutely blew me away. And of course, we did our live show. That I, I the rest of you were so calm and collected on pins and needles. I was, so was a nervous wreck. It's so funny because I would have expected everyone else here to be nervous before you. Yeah. Really? No, nope. because you're our go-to guy when there's public speaking to do. Well, yeah, but you see, that's always it doesn't matter what I mean because I've done I've done public speaking. I've I've been public speaking since I was. 16 years old, literally. 
And our, my first big public speaking event was in front of 5,000 people at a stadium in Wall Township, New Jersey, at Wall Stadium. Um, that was my first 16 years old, and I had 103 fever when I did it. Um, and then, I mean, there was press there, TV cameras. I mean, it was, I mean, the, the whole nine yards. So I've, oh, you know, I'm very good at it. But before time, there are two things that are guaranteed to happen. Number one, for a couple of days leading up to it, I will be, like, out of my mind. And when I actually do it, I go into a blackout. I don't remember what happened after it's over. I really, I mean, I remembered bits and pieces of the live show, but I didn't really, uh, rem- like really get it until I watched it back. Now, see, I thought, I, I was pretty sure we were in front of a friendly audience. I would have been a whole lot more nervous if these were strangers. Yeah, if they weren't regular listeners. Right. If we had to impress them with our first, if this was their first listen and we were trying to win them over, these people, they came in with goodwill. And yeah. I bought them all drinks the day before. They better be nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all liquored up. Um, now, it was... Uh, What's the deal with the uh, with the video? The video, <clears throat> I should have the video up with this show. That'd be great. Um, the problem here's the problem. Uh, the video of both ours and Lee's presentation. Ours was about two hours long. Lee's was ninety minutes. Uh, my Mac cannot handle that size video clip. There's no way to bring it in in bits and pieces. I had to bring it in all at once. So any any time I sit down to work on it, the Mac just ends up like choking to death. So I've figured out, you know, I've got most of it edited now. I was going to do some extra stuff to it. I can't. It's just going to be basically the the video. Plus, I'm not really thrilled. I really should have had them use my camera to tape it because the quality of... What they recorded was garbage. That was a big camera they had too. And it was a big a, professional camera. And it think? was garbage. Huh? It is. It's. It's. The picture's muddy. It's. Uh, yeah, I'm not happy with it. Oh, at that's all. because I asked them to smear Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> so I look pretty. Now um, on the uh, the audio show, what was there like? Maybe one, two edits. I was surprised that. Oh yeah, there was virtually no edits. Yeah, yeah it sounded like they were straight through. That. I have to tell you what Donna said. Donna is the third partner in Dreams Unlimited Travel. And she came up to me after the show and she said, I'm so impressed with the fact that you guys did this show. And I said, why? We do a show every week. She said, I assumed you all sat around and talked for hours and hours and hours and Pete picked out the best spots. (laughs) I said, well, no, that's not really how we do it. We kind of have a show. There's a little bit of a structure to it, but we kind of, you know, let it go from there. I keep things. Yeah, I try and keep the show pretty... You know, we have a, a, a yeah, like you said, a semi structure to it, but I like to keep it free flowing because that's the best shows we do. Yeah, right. And that was a decision John and I made the night before uh, we did the show on the ship. Was I? I think that's one of the things that was making me nervous is that I wanted to really script out that show. I mean, and really have our timing down and all that other stuff. And then you know, we just, just you know, John had said to me, "That's not how we do our show." And that the shows where we just kind of wing it. It would have come always, off a little stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm glad we did it that way. Me too. It did. <laughs> it did make me a nervous wreck. People are saying it's the best show we've ever done. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It was a great show. It was a great and show. And you guys picked on me more than you have ever picked on me. 
Sorry, I had to give you. Oh, everybody finger. was getting it. I mean, the pointer <laughs> finger. Oh. That's because you had the chocolate. <laughs> everybody really? was getting it. It's so funny. Y'all never pick on me, and y'all picked on me. Really? Yes. Yeah, I thought that was Teresa we picked on. I thought I was picking on Teresa. <laughs> yeah, Teresa got it pretty bad. Yes, I thought it was me too. <laughs> <laughs> She's in crisis counseling. <laughs> Scarred. Half of these things. It was fun though. It was just surprising. I'm like, they're picking on me. I didn't That's because you were eating chocolate under the table. <laughs> I know, and you're sitting right beside me. <laughs> and I, the funny thing was, we were doing it, we were trying to be so stealth about it, and she was all good, yeah, 13 Teresa, feet away. You must have a really good nose. And Teresa says, Is that chocolate? A really good vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she like honed right in on that. The, she heard the paper rattle. Well, you turned your back to me. <laughs> Something was Something's going, going on. on. That's funny. I love the interaction with our guests. I love the questions that they asked. Yeah, experience. although I was I was sweating that out though. Yeah. On the Q and A with Lee Conkrell, I'm like, wow, I really hope he doesn't get upset. Oh, like they're really drilling him up here. They were. I mean, yeah, they 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 pulled no punches. But I I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him that uh, the last night of the cruise. And uh, said to him, I said, you know, I really hope that that wasn't, uh, you know, it it didn't take you off guard. I said, because I didn't prep him at all. I did not prep him at all. We actually talked about that. We said, should we pull him aside and say, listen, you know, bring your body armor. Exactly. Call the unplugged for a reason. (laughs) And we didn't. So what did he say? He said he loved it. He goes, you know, you don't get questions like that very often. And that's frontline stuff, and that's stuff you don't always get to hear, especially now that he's retired, I guess. So he goes, I got a lot of stuff to go back to people with. So He was a good sport about it. With uh, He would always turn it into his book. You know, He's like, oh, their website sucks, but you try mine. You know, I don't think he said sucks. but yeah. No, he's uh, – I, and I also love what he said about the coffee. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> to Dieter. <laughs> it's the one thing you got wrong. <laughs> What I think was really great and what people responded to was that they felt like he was going to go back and talk to people, that he did have the ear of certain executives, and he would take this information back. He wasn't just blowing smoke. That maybe there was a voice to their concerns. And then he got to a vet. (laughs) (laughs) She is funny. What's wrong with French people? (laughs) She is funny. Nice impression of her accent, Corey. (laughs) She is the Energizer Bunny. Oh, she's too much. And then she tells us she's shy. I'm really shy in real life. What happened on the boat? Yeah, really. Poor Emil. I mean, it's a good thing he is low-key. You know? We just love the vet. (laughs) Then we took our picture, which is up on the site. We took our group picture. That picture is amazing. It really is. When you get a chance to see that. It's almost like like abstract art when you look at it quickly. Yeah. Mm Because it's so bright, the colors. Well, it's so bright, and it's it. They've kind of got a design because there's people. Looks like go, a butterfly. We, we look yeah. like a butterfly, and it just is. It's it's very abstract. I was Beautiful thinking, butterfly. Yeah, I was thinking X marks the spot. <laughs> <laughs> was that your was that? <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> and then the last night we had a. a Final going away party. We had a yeah, nice little gathering yeah. up on deck. I should not have worn my heels. I should have changed into my flip flops because I was weaving and wobbling because the ship was going so fast. Oh, really? Was- we told everyone you were drunk. <laughs> yeah. 
I was amazed by how how many people were bothered by the motion of the ship that night because I didn't only, think it was that it bad. It was only that didn't night. Me at all. Yeah. Oh, in your cabin, you didn't hear creak, creak, yeah. and curtains going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. No, we had no. the good steering. We in the cat ones. Oh, they yeah. don't, don't have move. shocks. <laughs> our stateroom moves with the ship. We have stabilizers in our room. Yeah, but it was we have only a butler come and hold us steady. <laughs> Yeah, then, Walter got sick. Walter oh, got sick that night. Yeah, there were there were a lot of people saying they felt it even yeah. a few days after they got off the ship. I did. That was the first time I ever noticed, like a day or two afterwards. Don't travel like during hurricane season. I was just going to say we we took a three night cruise in September, and y'all would have been in real trouble. It was my mom's first cruise, and the, oh, yeah. the, the drapes literally moved from side to side in the stateroom. Now I've been in the pool where it was going back and forth so much water was sloshing across yeah. the deck. So I've been in rough weather before. And it hasn't what, bothered him. It just bothered that, me that night. That night just really got to him. I don't know why. Free That's really drinks. weird. Oh, yeah. What was all the free drinks? Teresa said it's the free drinks. but That was pretty smart of you, John, not to different. let me print those out. Was it? <laughs> it's like printing money. I would have had a secret stash in my back Isn't it smart not to give them to you to hand out? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, we're out. <laughs> And then the feedback I got was everybody had enough time on the cruise to do their own thing. Yep. That's what we, that's what we were aiming for. Yeah. You know, have enough structured events to do some cool stuff. We didn't want to be drill sergeants. Right. Be here right. at this time all day, every day. <laughs> I was amazed at how many people I didn't get to meet. Mm. That's what I, the only thing I feel bad about. I was surprised at how many people... Um, there was somebody that, you know, uh, we've talked about it. Her name is Melissa. Her name on the board is Cruise Family. I saw her at the welcoming party and never saw her again for the entire cruise. So it was just one of those surprises to me that I figured I was going to get a lot of time to make sure that I got to meet and shake hands and say hello to everybody. And there were way too many people that I didn't get to spend time with. Yeah, but with. she was the girl you were saying smelled like butt. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, that's funny. I didn't know Clam Chowder was on the ship. And I didn't get to meet her till the last night. Karen? Melissa, he did not say that. I'm just messing with him. I told her she was a pain in the butt. <laughs> but she understood my reasoning for saying that. She laughed. She understood. Yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised. And, you know, it was just I. there's people I didn't get to meet. You okay? I, he's choking on his chew. <laughs> I made himself laugh over there. <laughs> Cracking myself well, up. Well, Clam Chowder, actually, she did. She played a little joke on her husband, which was, I thought was really cool, because he doesn't listen. And whenever I, I met him, I said, oh, I haven't met you yet on the last night. He goes, oh, my, my wife is the one who blogs. And I'm thinking, he means posts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so when I finally got to talk to her, her real name is Karen, and um, she said, yeah, she said, I really had to convince him to go on this cruise. She said, so I didn't tell him that there was going to be another one. She said, I wanted to get him on the ship, let him meet everyone and have a good time. And then he ended up asking her if they could book another one. Wow. That's, oh, that's <laughs> nice. What was, what was funny was to meet the spouse who doesn't listen to yeah. the oh, show. Yeah. And you would say to them, you don't have a clue as to who I am, do you? Not really. Don Puckett's wife. <laughs> well, I snuck into the wine tasting and I didn't realize that that was Don's wife. And she and I, I'm surprised they didn't throw the two of us out. <laughs> But she was. She actually said she had a good time and was looking forward to the next one. Yeah, Tamra. Yeah. Now I know the listeners that didn't go on the cruise are probably sick and tired of hearing about the podcast cruise. But you have an opportunity to go on the next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. It's hard. We understand people have been avoiding chat because of so many people talking about this. It was a big deal. It was. It's. It's not an exclusionary thing. It's just that the people who were decided to go were very excited about it. I found some people to be really shy. 
people that I didn't think would be because of the way they post on the boards, like mm-hmm. Kim Starr. She actually saw her when we first got on the ship, and I thought, gosh, that girl looks familiar to me. And I didn't want to like run up and be like, you're Kim Star. And then she'd go, no. You know, <laughs> you freak? Who are you? And then finally when I did see her in the little initial meet and greet that we had, and she came up to me, and I'm like, oh, I saw you earlier. I'm like, you should have come said hi. And she goes, I didn't want to bother you, you that's know. So and we got time, that a lot. Yeah, yep. I'm like, well, that's why we're here. I'm like, you're supposed to bother us. <laughs> but she was really sweet, too. There's no guarantee what will happen on the next podcast cruise. Definitely will not be the exact same thing, but I'm Aren't sure we'll know. No, that's on the ABD trip. Oh, well, I'm not going to oh, be there. Oh, how They're sad. They're holding you to that, you know. <laughs> how sad you're going to You made the commitment. We have it on tape. I think you should yep. do a preview here at Pete's one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clear the dance floor. <laughs> so you think you can dance. No. <laughs> really, I don't think I can dance at all, that's for sure. And so, I've proven that I can't sing. So. Kevin did karaoke one night. You did good. I couldn't hear you. It's more like Kevin Oki. Well, there was, uh, for the people who haven't gotten to see it yet, they gave Yvette and I a microphone to share. And Yvette, I don't know her actual height, but in my opinion, <laughs> she's four feet tall. <laughs> and she was holding the microphone in front of her, which puts it right at my belly. So Yvette decided to climb up on stage and stand behind me. And hold the microphone in front of me so that both of us could sing into it. But that meant she literally had to climb onto my back. So at one point, it looks like Yvette has decided that she was going to stand on top of me. (laughs) It was very funny. Yeah, we have a pretty good video of that. Oh, good. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't released it yet. Now, Teresa, you were the only one who hadn't gone on a cruise. Correct. Of our whole whole team. What did you think of your first cruise? I liked it. It was fun. I once I realized the boat was moving and it was going to continue moving, and I wasn't getting sick. Then I, I was cool. I ran into Teresa's daughter, Grace. It seemed like every time I turned around, she was next to me at some point, and I kept saying to her, "Where's your mother? I haven't seen her the entire cruise. I never did see you. Exactly. I kept seeing Max everywhere I went. I thought Max was a recluse. I saw him like twice, maybe. Oh, really? No, uh-huh. he was out and about. Yeah, I never saw him. He was up in the Roy Disney I suite. I saw Grace getting room service. <laughs> yeah, he spent, he spent some time in our, in our suite, yeah. yeah. Grace spent her time spending money. <laughs> no, the best, best was when we were leaving the initial welcome party and Teresa realized we were moving. Just staring at the wall, walking down the hallway. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we all had a great time. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to the next one. There's almost uh, the next couple of days were almost like a letdown. Oh yeah, yeah. It was so much thought and so much planning and so much preactivity had gone into that, and it was such a couple busy days that the next couple of days were kind of like, what yeah. do we do now? Who it was, was the perfume it was guy. Weird. It was odd. <laughs> Wasn't there a perfume guy on the ship Coming massaging home. everybody's hands? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Gare. He got Gare. me good. I actually am wearing his cologne. Yeah. Well, I, I like Layla, but not um, lotion, two squirts, plus the glitter body stuff. Oh, I'm like God. walking down the hallway. People are staring at me. I'm thinking, oh, my Lord, I must smell like a you-know-what. <laughs> I need a Motrin just to go in the, the gift shops. <laughs> He's very friendly. He was nice. Now, that's where rainbows come from. <laughs> you ain't kidding. You ain't kidding. When I first saw him, I thought it was... A lot Annie. of sugar in hot tank. <laughs> I thought it was Annie Lennox. I was so excited. <laughs> I got screaming, look, Annie Lennox is on the show. 
Or gear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. He, she, some about a perfume. Shim. He got Katie, too. She was telling me, and she kept telling him, I'm allergic, I'm allergic, I'm allergic. <laughs> he, he, he was... He was hard to dissuade. To a rainbow's Okay, okay. All right, well, that'll do it for uh, for that segment. <laughs> We're going to move on, and Diz special correspondent Dave Parfit had a chance to talk via phone with Pe- uh, Peter Mayhew, who is the uh, actor who played the part of Chewbacca in the first three Star Wars films. So here is Dave Parfit's interview with Peter Mayhew. Hey. Greetings, everyone. This is David Parfit, special correspondent for the Diz Unplugged. And today it is my pleasure to be interviewing Mr. Peter Mayhew. And for those of you that don't know... Peter Mayhew played the character of Chewbacca in four of the six Star Wars films, and he will be appearing at Disney's Hollywood Studios at the Walt Disney World Resort May 29th through the 31st for Star Wars Weekend. So thank you for joining us, Mr. Mayhew. It's a pleasure. You've been appearing annually at Disney's Star Wars Weekends since at least 2003. Can you talk a little bit about the event for our listeners? I think um, out of all the main char- all the major characters, I'm the only one that's done all the Disney World and the Star Wars events. So it's a wonderful opportunity to go down, meet the fans, and just have a wonderful weekend. And anybody that comes should be able to enjoy the weekend as, as much as we do. So I understand that you give talks about the movies and answer questions of the fans? Yep. Whoever the guests are, we'll do a Q&A maybe for 45 minutes to an hour answering fans' questions, and then we'll go back to our tables and sign pictures and talk to the fans there. Okay. As far as the movies go, I've read that you were cast in your role because you fit in the costume. Is that true? Well, we went out to do the interview, and... George was obviously looking for someone big. And when I stand seven foot four, um, That's big. That's big. Even, even by George's standards, that's uh-huh. big. So I was sitting down waiting for George to come into his office. And I stood up and with my height and the blue eyes, which are a natural feature. George turned around to his co-producer and said, I think we found him. And that basically was the interview. That was your interview. That was your audition. That was the interview. Within an hour, we talked about what we were done, how the costume was going to work, and what the character was like. And within two weeks, costume had been made, and we were shooting on our first set. Now, had you always planned on going into acting? No. That was the last thing I wanted to do. Okay. Uh, but it's like uh, wandering down a corridor and you've got two doors at the end of the corridor. You don't know what's behind one of them and you know what's behind the other. Do you take a chance? And that's what I did. So you took a, I chance. Took a chance? I took a chance. The part was offered. I took it. And the rest is history. It's changed your life. Yeah, completely. 
So when you put on the Chewbacca costume, does it change you? Does it take a long time to get into character? No. It's, you know, I go in, I'll put the costume on, and we'll be back on set with the costume, minus the head, because there's obviously certain times where you have to do rehearsals right up until the last moment, and you don't want to wear the mask, because it is fairly hot, depending where you are. So once that mask goes on, I can sit down talking to people, waiting to go on, Exactly. What was it like to work with George Lucas? He's a very quiet sort of guy that knows what he wants. He's a technical guy, for starters. So he does leave a little bit to the actors to create their own roles. Do you continue to have a relationship with George Lucas today? Yeah, we, yes. We don't see him that, that often, but obviously with, with Sith being the latest, we still see him we get invited to stuff. If he's there, it's not a problem. Sure. We'll, talk, we'll talk to him, and he's a very nice, as I say, I've known him for a long time. Sure. And he's lovely. And he's had a big influence on your life, that's for sure. He's, he's had a big influence on a lot of people, not only in my life, but a lot of people. That's true. Um, the whole industry, really. That's true. When you think about it. You've also been able to work with some real movie icons as well. In the original Star Wars films, you were working with British film legend, Academy Award winner, and Royal Knight, Sir Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness, yes. And so you are from England. Yep. And I'm curious what your reaction was the first time walking onto the set with Sir Alec Guinness. Absolutely wonderful. We were sitting there. You know, it's one of those memories that you never lose. You're sitting down in the green room. I remember sitting there, and Alec did dressed as Obi-Wan Kenobi. The whole thing, the beard, the hair, he was totally in character, ready. For the very first time you saw him? At first, that was the first time I ever saw him. And he came over, sat down, he had a copy of the London Times under his arm, someone brought him a cup of coffee, he sat down there and started to do the crossword. And so did you do the crossword? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah well, typical English guy doing, doing, a, doing a crossword. And then other people came in and we started talking and you could talk to him about almost anything because it was summertime and the English sports were cricket and bowling and stuff like this. And he had opinion, but he also listened to your opinion. He was a lovely, lovely man. 
Oh, that's great to hear. So he's very approachable. And this was our new hope. Um, came back to Empire, but we didn't have that much to deal with. But uh, at the premiere in London, he was doing an interview with one of the TV stations in London. And I got my parents with me. Turned around and he said, hello, Peter, how are you? This was 15 months later. Wow. Uh, and he still remembered. A fabulous old man. That's wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. Now, did he serve as a as a mentor to the cast? I think so. No, I don't think anybody will admit it. Uh, probably wouldn't admit it, but <laughs> he certainly he certainly had an influence on the cast because you'd be doing, say, a a group shot in the Falcon, and if it went wrong and it was his responsibility, he would apologize to everybody and then go back and do it again. And that one, his part was always perfect. Okay. So, yeah, well, that's how he chose the character of the guy. In many of your scenes in the Star Wars movies, Chewbacca was the sidekick to Han Solo, played by Harrison Ford. So did you develop a very close relationship with Harrison Ford? Yes, it was one of those relationships that started off as two guys, actors, doing a job. But it worked. We had a lot of fun, a lot of... Well, you look at the relationship, as you just said, it's not an on-camera relationship. It's got to come from a relationship off-camera as well as on. Both of us had to know each other fairly well and to get that reaction, you know. And it works. It works right the way through all the movies. So it's that shared experience that you both are having. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got to... You know, it, you almost become brothers. Mm-hmm. Right? The way I feel about it. How has the role of Chewbacca changed your life? Um, good question. It's changed, well, 100% different. You know, I didn't know all the years ago what was going to happen. Nobody did. And it, as I say, it's given me a chance to do things, meet people, and completely change alter your attitude and it's an indescribable you can't say it's changed it this way for definite or you know it's just life life is so much better and that's uh, been the path of your life then yeah yeah that's true so yeah that's the way it's changed so do you ever grow tired of being known as Chewbacca no no I've always, I've always said if I get tired of it I wouldn't do it Mm-hmm. And I still enjoy it. And what's it not not to get tired of? <laughs> yeah, the mere fact. I always think that if people don't recognise me, that's when the problem starts. Right? Yeah, that's one. That's my way of looking at it. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it, and it's great fun. I enjoy it. I would, as I say, I wouldn't do it if I didn't enjoy it. Oh, that's a great attitude. Your schedule these days is quite busy attending shows and you travel around mm-hmm. the world. Can you share any stories of particularly memorable places where you've attended shows or incidences that occurred during a show? Well, yeah. This is a couple of years ago. We went out to Japan for the 30th anniversary. And we'd been out there before, and the main thing that was amazing was the fanaticism of the Japanese. It hasn't changed in about 
and they were literally crying but with happiness wow so from a from that from a japanese is quite considerable <laughs> so, but you know sometimes you think oh yeah i want to want to get away from this but you can't you know as quick as quickly as you want to get out of the convention hall there's always eight or nine cameras waiting for you as you depart the building so yeah they're crazy yeah. A wonderful craziness. That must be something to experience, that's for sure. It is, it is. It's like, um, you know, I think Mark Hamill summed it up that, that, um, over the, the week, weekend that we were out in Japan. He said, I enjoy four days of hero worship. When I'm at home, I'm the garbage man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he said, I love it out here. It's one of those things at home. My family, I'm just that dear and the breadwinner. That's right. Out here, I'm a superhero. You're not in Japan I, anymore. Garbage still needs to be taken out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark, I think Mark has now got the, yeah, his attitude has changed. But the fans want me, I'm going to enjoy myself. Oh, that's good. That's the way most of the original cars feel about it. That's great. We need to get Mark Hamill to come down to Orlando sometime. Although Carrie's done it several times. I've heard and, yeah, and I've actually been with her on two occasions. That is a crazy situation. I believe but it. She, because she loves crowds and yet she does you know what I mean? Yes. But she enjoys it. She does it. Comes down and has a great time. That's great. Aside from the fan shows, you also take a lot of time to work with children and make appearances at children's hospitals. What kind of reaction do you get from the children when they see you in the hospital? We do a lot of fan work. Oh, come on. He must scare the crap out of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Seven foot four guy walking in in a Wookiee outfit. <laughs> it starts screaming. And you He's know where is the outfit? Well, you know he doesn't have the official one, right? He's got one he made himself. Oh, stop. <laughs> on the rug or something. <laughs> With faux fur from, from Joanne. Joanne's the other first. So yeah. It's the largest costuming fan group in the world. Go around hospitals at certain times on fundraising events. They'll be dressed in their Star Wars gear. Yeah, they'll, they'll have the stormtroopers or whatever character they are, and we'll go along and go to the gates. And there's usually two reactions. One, they love me. Two, they're terrified. <laughs> and it just depends on age group and how they have been brought up. That will be holding a two, uh, two three-year-old. And she'll be perfectly happy looking at the photographs and looking at me and accepting it. Or, no, I don't, I don't like it. I'll put me down and it'll be complete. That's a chaos going on. Sure. Then, yeah, the other, and the eight and nine year old, that's the core sort of reaction you get. But it's, as I say, they either love me or they hate me. Sure. And by the end of the day, even the ones that hate me are usually coming back and waving at you. Well, that's similar to, to Chewbacca as well. Yeah, exactly. So, and again, I could kind yeah. of see where Chewbacca is within you as well, that. Yeah. You, yeah, you embody that. I mean, yeah. you seven foot three. I mean, would be a big, imposing figure. But I mean, it sounds like you have a very big heart as well. I enjoy kids. You know, always have. It's just a wonderful reaction. Just to see their reaction, see the faces light up when you look at the pictures. Because most kids have been brought up on the most hours. 
I'm sure. From the, from the parents. And it's just a crazy thing, but it's wonderful to see the kids may have fun. It's one of those things. They are. You want to ask David, I, I want to ask David, like, what does Chewbacca's butt smell like? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he was kind of smooching it. A little bit on that one, sorry. I don't believe it. I go, wow, you really played Chewbacca? Yes. And having big hands is an icebreaker. Just you put one hand up against their little hand and see if Oh, I can't, I, no, I can't go there. The expression on their face. Yeah. Amazing. Just in awe. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's awesome. Well, I very much admire your, your work with the children. and I think that must be one of the fun things about the Disney Star Wars weekends. So, would you say it's an event for the entire family? Or, or yes. To not just the, the hardcore Star Wars fans? No, 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 no. Because everybody knows what the story is. And there is, as I say, there is Jedi training schools where they'll dress you up and you can practice with a lightsaber for the younger kids. And there's always merchandise for some exclusive stuff that the normal fans will want. You can't have a Disney event without the merchandise. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and, you you know, you get the uh, hard, hardcore, but they usually participate in the parades and stuff. Okay. If, if you've got a costume, you can march in the daily parade, but you can um, introduce the guest stars okay. as, they come down, as they come down through Disney. And so um, you'll be in the parade in a in a car yeah. or a float. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we've got a open open sports car going down Main Street and all over the place. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. It is a great time, and it's one of those things that we've been fortunate enough to mark down on the calendar for next year. Something to look forward it's to. That kind of, oh, it's a wonderful it's a wonderful weekend. Well, good. Well, thank you very much, Peter, for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. This is David Parfit signing off for the Diz Unplugged. Well, well, thank you, David. Um, hope you cleaned the spot off of Chewbacca's butt before you kissed him. Not kidding you. What I think is funny is that the the, the voice of Chewbacca was not done. No, by Peter Mayhew it was a different actor who did the voice. So what do you think? Well, the voice was it was just a roar. I mean, Chewbacca doesn't talk. Well. He just roars. I forbidden somewhere. It was like a cross between a lion and a garbage disposal or something. Yeah. But what do you think he does with these personal appearances running around going, ooh, I'm Chewbacca, ooh. You know, what does he say? I think the they probably figure it out. He's seven foot four. Oh, you think they know He Chewbacca? wasn't Yoda. I think the two things that I was most intrigued by was him talking about meeting George Lucas for the first time mm-hmm. and getting that job. That was pretty cool. And meeting Alec Guinness, working with Alec Guinness, because that's, you know considered the greatest actor in the English speaking language. So well when he was alive. But uh that uh, that that was pretty cool. I mean good for him for getting the interview. I'm impressed that he met Carrie Fisher. I was gonna you know, I wanted him to ask him, you know, was Carrie Fisher doing blow on the set? <laughs> <laughs> What's a wet Chewbacca sound smell like? <laughs> Maybe this is why we have David do all of our interviews. <laughs> 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 Was Carrie holed up in a trailer for three days on end? <laughs> I love Carrie. But that was uh, that was great, David. I appreciate the the interview. Thank you very much. We're going to move on, and uh, as a follow up to that, Kathy Worland is going to tell us about the start of Star Wars weekends last week. And now I'm the exact opposite of David because I really don't know a whole lot about Star Wars. Never seen 
one of the movies all the way through. I know bits and pieces. I know some of the characters, but um, it was interesting at Hollywood Studios. I got there about 8.30, and it looked like they were giving the park away. They weren't letting the people into the park yet, but they had the stormtroopers, those I know, um, up on the roof, and they were, like, interacting with the crowd, and they had noises going like they were being attacked. It was really cool. Um but it was just amazing to see how many people were there for Star Wars weekends. I mean, I've been there for, um, like, Super Soap weekend and other things. But this crowd was totally different. Um, no doubt. But, <laughs> and, and she did see. air quotes. <laughs> did you dress up? No, but I was amazed how many she people. She was in her uh, Princess, Leia. Princess Leia slave outfit. <laughs> There was this one gentleman that was walking through, and I'm, you know, it would help if I knew what character he was, but he was walking through the park with such attitude, and, and it just almost looked like he was upset that people weren't coming up to him. At least I saw him about six different times, and he was just strutting through the park like he was, you know. What did he look like? What was he dressed like? Um, he had like a, a flowing cape with, you know, knee high boots. Was his face painted? No. So I'm, I know that's a big help. Um, it was Dracula. It was gear. You know, I actually, <laughs> I'm in my boots. <laughs> was he rubbing anybody? <laughs> I actually went online to try to find who these people were so that I could at least sound like a... <laughs> This poor guy. I am gear in boots. I want to say he was like Luke Skywalker. Maybe like that kind of an outfit. Because I, I did see a guy that was supposed to be Luke Skywalker, and he sort of looked like oh that. God. But... Um, <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I'm sorry, Miss Kathy. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was surprised to see they didn't do anything special at Rope Drop. That they just sort of, I guess maybe because they knew everybody wanted to disperse to get to the different areas. But they just sort of said, like, you know, behave yourselves and don't run other people over. But apparently... Uh, you can get fast passes. To, you have to get a fast pass to get the autograph. Those were all gone by a couple minutes after nine o'clock. Yeah, Bob always said that that was the. Uh, those would always go almost oh, instantly. Fast, yeah. yeah. So if you want to get an autograph, get there early. And like I said, at eight thirty, um, there was already a big crowd over there. So it looks like you need to almost camp out. Who was there? Who were the stars that were there? Uh, there was three of them. They were around Echo Lake. They were. Let me find their names. Kathy, where do you get a fast pass for autographs? Um, it was on the right hand side. Um, there's a like a billboard that said Star Wars Weekend. I did a blog about it. There's a picture, but it was like over on the right hand side of the turnstiles before you went in. That you went to do it. Uh, okay, it, I'm fine. <laughs> The three celebrities. The cape. Platinum blonde hair, rubbing people lotion. I'm, I'm going to go back this weekend to see if this guy's still there. Um, Warwick Davis. Gear. Ray, <laughs> Ray Park. 
and Jay Legally. I'm not sure. I'm sure I just butchered the gentleman's name. Does it say um, who they, their characters were? I think. Sorry. Uh, no. Let's see. Wicket the Ewok. Um, Darth Maul. Okay. Um, then the gentleman behind Obi Wan Kenobi makes some appearances. The gentleman behind him. <laughs> the voice. The voice behind Obi Wan Kenobi. Oh, that guy standing okay. behind Obi Wan Kenobi. He's gonna be there. <laughs> so um, I have pictures of them up on the site, but again, I don't. We couldn't, we couldn't get Obi-Wan Kenobi. We got the guy behind him. <laughs> I, I was I'm amazed. surprised Peter Mayhew wasn't there. I mean, was he too busy with redecorating his box or something? I mean, you know he lives in a box somewhere. <laughs> it did seem... I don't think he has a box. <laughs> you know, the, the celebrities that are there, I'm sure they've done this. Like She used celebrities in air quotes again? <laughs> no, the, no, the real, you know, the characters from the movie, they, they seemed... Like they've done this one too many times. Like they didn't seem as excited to be there as the guests who were trying to get their autograph. That's a shame to see them because I said I stood there and watched the three of them and they just sort of like like okay and I'm like okay and they announced that it was time that they were going to start doing this and I thought maybe they'd put a smile on their. Are you face excited or, about something you did 20 years ago? I'm sure if it was the only thing keeping me working. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they, yeah. I'd be real happy. <laughs> Every week you get that eight-cent revenue check. <laughs> I'm sure Disney made it worth their while to be there. Yeah. Kathy, was it like little kids dressed? I mean, was it little kids wanting their autographs? Or was it like oh, it was teenage every, boys? It was everybody. You know, it was little kids in costumes. It was big people in costumes. It was normal-looking people. There was big <laughs> You know, I mean, you know. Send your emails to Kathy at... <laughs> And then there were the people who were their back up against the building trying to get by this group. No, some of them, this one lady that I ran into in the store, she was walking through with like a gun. And I'm like, you know, I just had to take like a second look like you came out. It was Patty Hearst. You know, you came out of the house like that. And then I went, oh, yeah, that's right. Star Wars weekend. It's just it was the attitude that all these people had in their costumes. Because, I mean, like I've been to. You know, when they have Halloween parties and things, but these people were really... So it was like the guiding light lady that sat next to us, only Star Wars yes. form. Yeah, okay. even probably even up a notch from that. These people were really serious. And, you know, like when I went to... Was the guiding light lady dressed up as a character from Guiding Light? She could have been. Yeah, she, she, she just had all kind of stuff on her shirt. And, yeah, she was yeah, really over She was the a top. fanatic, yeah. But, um, you know, even trying to go to fan sites, it's like everybody talks in shorthand. And if you don't understand the movies, I had a hard time even finding what the names. What do you mean they're the, talking in shorthand? Like, it's like everybody the knows. The way we talk about Disney in shorthand, right. we'll use abbreviations or we'll oh, okay, yeah. talk you know, about And like pictures that, of the characters. I don't know who they are. And most of these websites that I went to to try to do some research for this... They don't even have the names because I guess if you're really into Star Wars, you already know who these people are. So I really felt like I was at a disadvantage, but I was doing Facebook at the same time and putting my pictures on. And Dave Parfit and some other people were like going, oh, that's Chewbacca. So it's like, oh, okay, now I know who it is. So would Dave be one of the normal people or uh, not? Never. <laughs> I'm gonna get back at him for posting that picture of me on Facebook. I just, I just felt bad that I said here were all these people that were really into this, and you know, like I would have known who they were, 
you know, because I came back with one picture and Dave said that, oh, that was Queen somebody or other. Queen uh, Nordala, Nordala. But she Queen had, Yabba-dabba. <laughs> she had like Tifa. a red headdress. <laughs> yeah. And she was by Drew Carey's thing. And I says, no, I knew she was a real one because. Drew Carey was in Star Wars? No. <laughs> Next to Drew Carey's. It's the oh, sound it, dangerous it, exhibit. Because they had different areas. Yeah, Drew Carey was in Star Wars. <laughs> they had different oh, God, areas where they had um, like the sets, some of the sets from the movies. And that was where um, some of the characters were. And then they had a little, like, plaque that told you where that particular scene was in the movie. So, you know, if you were into that, you'd go, oh, there's the hallway that, you know. So-and-so. Yeah. (laughs) With so-and-so, with the peanut guy. This is the costume that the man behind Obi Kenobi wore. (laughs) Yeah. And then um, they um, they had the warehouse. What do they call it? The Wiki Wicket's Warehouse. It's next to Toy Story Mania, where it says outside, um, new attraction coming, or I forget what it said for years that I really thought that they were doing something in there. But it's just like an old warehouse that just bring lots of cash. They've got every Star Wars piece of memorabilia you could ever possibly want. Um, you know, the lightsabers were, you know, everybody's going through the park with lightsabers. Uh, they had... All kinds of T-shirts. There must have been 20 different kinds of T-shirts. They also had, um, I don't know what to call them, like the um, like scenes from the movie that you could get your picture taken in front of. And there was lines for that. Uh, they had Disney pins. Uh, the line in there was pretty long, but they had plenty of stuff. So there's no excuse if you wanted Star Wars merchandise that, you know, you're going to find it in there. Um, they were doing... Some talks. Uh, I'm going to go back this weekend because they also have a, a parade that I missed. I want to go back and see that. Are you going to dress up this weekend? Oh, sure. Yeah. No, this weekend I'll go. I'll go find something. But uh, I mean, there's plenty. If you're into Star Wars, there was plenty. And I don't really think the lines were too bad. At least what I saw, like to to get up to get um, like pictures, not the autograph lines, but the pictures with the characters. Um, people move through there pretty fast. The only bad thing is every 15 minutes or so, they change the character. So you may be in line to see Princess Leia. That is the right name, right? And they changed it to somebody else. And people were complaining about that. But as you got in the line, the cast members were warning you that the thing would change. Characters would change. So, but I did luck out when I went back I walked around once and then walked back around again. And Princess Leia, Leia was it Luke Skywalker, mm-hmm. and um, R2-D2 were there, all three of them at the same time. Wow. So, you know, a lot of people were happy about that. But, um, you know, it's all, it's not like over on the side where Tower Terror is. And somebody had asked me what the lines were like at the rides. I didn't even look at any of that. But if you wanted to see Star Wars characters, they were pretty accessible. There was many 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 places that you could just get in line and see the characters so you know if i would have known who they all were i probably would have enjoyed it better but um if you're a star wars fan there's plenty to see and do it's well worth coming down to see it cool sounds like fun so if anybody um, wants to fill me in on who the characters are um send me an email and i'll go back and take some more pictures this weekend okay (laughs) 
All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Kathy. Appreciate the report. Thank you again, Dave Parfit, for your interview. Thanks, everybody, for a great show. That'll do it for this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great weekend, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn leaks. Lee Cockrell says so. Hmm.